This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on, Smooth Operators? Welcome to this week's interview. So glad to have you here on another wonderful day. Um, time I'm recording this, it's still early. Sun is just starting to rise. I got the first cup of coffee already in, but we're ready to go. And I was doing a lot of reflecting this these past couple of weeks. We just we had an event here in my small town. Um, a lot of the military vets got together and being able to break bread, <laughs> liquid bread mostly, with my fellow vets and reflect on where we've been and the things we've done and the things we've seen, things we've experienced and having that male-to-male contact and being able to share things openly, cleanly, clearly to vent, have all the, all the emotions that come with that kind of interaction. And it got me reflecting on my own life. And the fact is the things that brought me here weren't always the most pleasant things. It was through adversity, through difficulty, through pain, through turmoil, through stress that I developed the person I became. I, I don't think it's an accident. There's a there's a, a passage from the Bible. I don't I don't do much Bible talk with y'all, but I am very much a Bible reader. Uh, Romans five three through five, where. It says, and not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. That one verse got me through multiple, multiple deployments, multiple areas of my life where I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? And it's because of that, because of that experience, I'm really excited for this episode because we're going to dive deep into some of those things, some of those painful experiences that lead us in a new direction, how to become that person you need to be to lead your team and then take those leadership skills, those things that you develop and extol them upon those that are following you, which is why I'm so excited to have Pete Taylor on the podcast. Pete is a growth coach and strategic advisor. Um, He's one of the founders of the Awakened Man Project and the boardroom. Um, He's ran his own business for the last seven years, and now he advises multiple businesses at the board level and assists in the growth of others. Pete, dude, I'm so happy to have you. How are you today? Good, Adam. Pleasure to be here. And um, I I, I love your the start of that introduction and i'm gonna i'm gonna dive straight in because i don't want to forget what i was gonna say when you were thinking about when you're the talking about seeing all your guys over the weekend and and breaking bread and having a couple of drinks and th- like i've i've learned this that this is so freaking important especially for men to have a community and like if you think back to college days and university days and like I I used to play football back in the day and I used to be part of a team and when I really think about that it was never it wasn't actually like the sport itself or it wasn't like college or university itself it was just the guys I was with it was the community I was with and it was and it was being in that like camaraderie and and like there's I don't know what it's like in in the US but in the UK huge huge like drinking culture like alcohol drinking culture um 
and I like I I actually stopped drinking nearly six years ago because it was just kind of leading me down to a bad route. And we can we can go into that right. a little bit later. But like I look at the drinking culture now in the UK, and I'm like, yeah, but I can I can still understand it because you get all that you get that community, you get that like guy time, and especially if you're a business owner, and it can there's there's so much that we carry on our shoulders, and we can't necessarily talk about that with our team because they're our team, right? We don't really want to tell them all the all the shit that we're going through and all you know all the oh fuck I got I got to find a hundred grand this week to pay everyone's salaries and where am I going to get that from? Can't necessarily tell that to them. So having like a community and having a group, so friggin' important. No matter no matter who that is, I'm I'm absolutely a fan of having a group that have got emotional intelligence that can mm-hmm. that can hold a strong conversation. It doesn't have to be surface level. It doesn't have to be like oh let's just talk about women or 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 boozing or whatever that looks like. You can go a little bit deeper. And um, and I think in today's society, especially with men men don't typically go deeper it's all it's normally surface level and then the deeper shit we keep to ourselves until one day boom it just it can explode that's so interesting and i know when i when i left the military the number one thing i i I think one of the most common causes for ptsd this is i'm not a psychologist i'm not a doctor you all know that but i think part of the reason that guys feel that way after the service is it's the loss of brotherhood. Yeah. It's it's actually not what they dealt with, not what they, you know, well, partially, but it's the brotherhood that lets them overcome it, that lets them keep driving on through it. So I think it, it's finding that brotherhood outside of that. And, and we can find brotherhood in, in multiple different places, but I love the fact that it's like, we need to go deeper than that. It, it can't be just that surface level stuff. And have you found any particular ways of, finding those communities or forming them yourself maybe or like what what are some of the strategies you've taken to do that to be honest um this is this is part of the reason like my current business now is like so my first business uh which i set up uh, in my late 20s after after going through like 15 years of corporate um i set up this this business in my late 20s and that was an architecture business so architecture interiors construction um we built that from from living room all the way to three-story building in london we won awards for the work that we were doing at a team of 20 people we had had tenants in the building it was a phenomenal experience um very bricks and mortar right so very 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 much offline right the business i i run now is called the awakened man project and it's all online we have like in-person meetups but it's all online and this was really set up from me needing to be around um other high performing guys and and just and and me needing to do more like inner work and more personal work because i I learned this right my 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 business got to the level it did through my personal work and through my personal growth but it was never going to grow any further unless i grew as a leader right Right. And what I was really missing and I was searching for it for freaking ages was like a higher level community. Um, I like surpassed a lot of my friends from 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 school and, they, and it was great to see them. But we would just talk about the, the, the surface level stuff and me to be a business owner. They didn't really understand maybe what I wanted to talk about. Couldn't talk about it with my team. And I joined a number of like masterminds, but they were never 
what I was searching for. It, the masterminds are always just like about the next marketing technique or like the next, like how do we drive more profit and revenue, which is great. Like we, we yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff as business owners. Um, yeah. But actually having something that's a little bit more deeper where we can talk about maybe the shit that's on our chest, but not, not in a way where we're going to, you know, be, have a have a have a cuddle and have a cry and and go in the woods and have a and and bash on the drums and sing kumbaya not 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 that that's not really about me um but uh to be able to get something off your chest but then also to be pushed go right well now you got that mm. off now now like what's the what's the direction like what's the strategy like how can you move forward from this how can you move on and not like stay in like victimhood oh that that's that word right there victimhood i think Men have been conditioned, especially late, lately, last decade or so, to be perpetually on the defensive, perpetually in victimhood. I, I think it's almost like a fear to be a man. And and men have been conditioned. Um, and and this this what I'm about to say here is actually was the start of my business breakdown. Men have been conditioned to be nice and to be nice guys and to be adhering and to be agreeable. Right. And this was absolute. So in, so in the end, my business, which will grow over six years and I built that with someone else. I like, I had a business breakdown. It was very much like I did an exit on the business, but it was nowhere near what I, what I could have been and what it should have been because it was a, um, it was a moment of, a straw broke the camel's back, something mega, mega tiny on a, on a Saturday morning. One of my team members messaged me and I got pissed off and I was like, why am I still dealing with this? Screw this. Fuck this. I'm out. Three months, three months later, I'm literally out of the business that I spent the last six years building. Um, and it, and it was, and, that, and now like when I was, I can look back at that. It was because I was a nice guy. I had like, so we did that. We dealt with architecture. And now I'm very used to this term called boundaries, right? Back then, a, a boundary to me was a fence in the garden, right? right. <laughs> now, but now I am very, very aware of, ah, oh, like I can, I can have personal boundaries and I can have professional boundaries and I can say no, right? And I, and I can put these agreements up that this is what is aligned with me as a business owner and as a man. And I don't agree with that. And I, and I can say no to things, but for so long, I was, I was raised by my mum, And so, oh, so I'd like, my mum is a, is a wonderful woman. She's downstairs now looking after my boy. And um, it just, but I had so many feminine traits from my mum raising me that I didn't, I, I was never really taught things like how to be assertive, how to be like, how to be like super grounded as a guy how how to have like boundaries and to, and to be able to say no and not have to justify the reason for saying no mm. that makes sense yeah it does it's like these are my boundaries well why shut up they just are like it's this is who i am and i'm not yeah. going to make any apologies for who i am why i am and why i've set up these boundaries yeah, that's like, and, and now I'm like doing the work that we're doing with all like, so we have like thousands of guys in our communities. And one of the first things we'll talk about is boundaries. Then there's four levels to boundaries. 
but and I didn't have I, I was on level one I didn't I didn't really know what boundaries were and I didn't really have any right yeah Le- level level two is like you've got boundaries so you know what's important to know you, you know what your values are and you know that there's things that you will say no to but you don't communicate them so they're just internal and mm-hmm. and like this is a problem because especially as a business owner this is, and I used to have this all the time like so I, a big a team of 20 people and they would come in and they would present me with all their 67 problems right and me being the nice guy I'd go not a problem I'll solve them for I, I, yeah not I'll solve that I'll solve that solve this and then that came to be oh don't worry Pete will solve everything Pete's the guy don't worry yeah yeah got a problem bring it to Pete he'll solve that because I was the problem solver so but in my head i'm pissed off and and you get resentful because why do these why do they keep bringing these problems to me why do i keep being walked over right and i've got these boundaries in my head but because i'm not communicating them no one knows about them right so that's like that's like the level three level level two is that you communicate boundaries so people know about them but you don't enforce them Mm. Right, yeah. which this was a, and this was where I got to. This is where I got to in my previous business is that I was communicating boundaries with my my team and my colleagues and my and my business partner specifically. It was like, I was like, these are the things I actually don't agree with, and you need to stop doing that because this is not this is not professional. This is not right, and it's not the way I want to run a business. Right, so I'm communicating them and I'm communicating very strongly. Right. And the and the consequences of if you keep crossing the boundary, then we're going to have serious uproar. And we're going to have serious upset. Probably going to lose clients. You might, we will lose team members. Right? So there's consequences. But it's the enforcement part. So mm. it's when the boundary keeps being crossed. It's then going. Well, we um we talked about that. Continue to cross that boundary, and there's going to be consequences. So it's the actual enforcing of it. Um, and that's where I was messing up with. Like when I like became better as a leader, I wouldn't necessarily enforce, or I would, it'd be too late. Like right. you know, like one of my one of my guys would make make a mistake, and I should call the mistake up there and then. Like, but I'd leave it a week. Yeah, it's already too late by then. It, yeah, I'd think about it for a week, and then oh yeah, this I'll I'll say that, and this is how I'm going to word the conversation. Da, 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 da. I stew in it, and it's already too late by then. Right. And then the like the level level one boundary like is that you've got strong boundaries, they are well enforced, everyone knows. And it's just really it just becomes your aura then. So it's like yeah. pe- everyone knows. Everyone, everyone, everyone knows not to not to not to offer me drugs. Because they know. They 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 just know that's not that's not about me. Back in my 20s, yeah, right, at a great time. But now not so so they and they know that so it's it's everything from in in your business to in your in your personal life is having very strong boundaries and when i started embodying that there grew my leadership and i think that level one boundary it's i think where most people get uncomfortable with it is the fact that there are consequences we're like well what do those consequences mean like what do you mean by consequences is it something that you kind of have in your mind ahead of time? Like if someone crosses this boundary, here's what I'm going to do. Do you like pregame it in a way or the way I, I, think, the... I think we're all a bit hesitant to act on 
the emotion of the moment, but would feel if we're in control of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like um, I like rules. Like I like I, I I like so the way I look at this is that here's my standard of living. So here, here's a standard that that I expect to live my personal life by, and this is a standard that I expect not even expect because even even the word expect that's like because an expectation versus actually what happens so i like i prefer the word like agreement like these are these this is what i agree to um so i have standards to run my life by and run the business by and with those standards come comes rules so it's more it's like a an if this then that so mm-hmm. if this happens then this will happen right and because it sometimes like something will happen in the moment and you're like, I've never thought about that before. I didn't expect that person to say that. And they're kind of crossing a boundary, but I've never, I never experienced this boundary before. So I don't know what to say in this moment. Um, and, and we, we either have to deal with that in the moment or we have to look back at that. But the way I've dealt with this is I look at the, the real key things that are important to me, like my values and then what comes up often. Right. So what would come up often, for example, is my team members coming to me with all their problems that would come up often. Now, another another thing that would come up often is my you know, my old business partner doing things with the bank account. He probably shouldn't be doing things with a bank account with. Right. That would come up. Yeah. So I'm like, right. Well, these two things come up often. They they piss me off. I'm going to create a rule for these now. Because they're the things that come up 50% of the time, 60% of the time, right? And then I would look at that for the like, whole of my life. Okay, well, this, this thing keeps coming up with my partner, with my wife. Okay, well, now let's, because it's so frequent, let me, let me like think about this and, and like what's important to me here and then create like a boundary and a rule here and then have the conversation around that. So yeah. that's, that's how I, I began to get kind of get better at that. I think the analogy I'm coming to mind with, especially for most of my guys, we've been tactically oriented and we're now moving up into leadership positions in our companies. It's a bit like programming a CRM. That's that's like the analogy I'm making in my mind. The if then, these clear rules that we have to establish, the program doesn't run without these. And so we're creating a program for our lives, for our expectations, for our agreements with ourselves and those around us that have clear definitive if thens and clear definitive rules that they will follow or otherwise the whole damn system breaks down right this doesn't fucking work yeah absolutely and and the good thing about rules is that especially when it comes to business especially when it comes to business is that you can take emotion out of it and it's like the, the like the, the feelings and the emotional side that can so often get in our way just go well that's the rule though <laughs> like and although this although i've got like shitty feeling in my stomach and because this is going to be a hard conversation i'm about to have but that is the rule and it is quite clear cut and so it can be it, it's really really powerful in, in a in a in a business and like we used to uh, so when i started getting better with this i would take so we used to have like contractors that would work for our company we go we go to them with clear sets of agreements it's just like a kind of like a contract sort of thing, but just like real right. clear. Like if you want to be part of our pool of contractors that we use, then here are our ten agreements for you to be within that pool, right? That that inc- and it would include things like 
you pay on time. We 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 do not run your cash flow, and your cash flow is not our problem. And you pay on because it was a because it was a thing that kept coming up over and over again. I'm like, well, we're creating a rule on this, and if they break the rule, then they're not going to be part of a contractor pool, right? Again, yeah. it was nice guy syndrome. Being a, being a nice guy, I would accept other people's cash flow problems. Oh, it's all right. Give him give him sixty day terms rather than thirty day terms. Right, and then it just does you in. <laughs> and you're compromising your own integrity then. Now yeah. you're putting yourself at risk. Now you're taking on undue stress. And I think that's been what we've been programmed to do is take on everyone's shit. And now we're like, gosh, why do I, why am I so miserable all the time? Well, look in the mirror at this. But I think until like realizing it in that real clear, definitive way, I think it's really helpful for me just to to wrap my mind around something that can be a bit obtuse until we, we actually put something concrete around it. Yeah. I am. Um, I have a, a, a number of clients that uh, come from military background and, and typically mm -hmm. that they've either got strong boundaries or, already, or they're very, very good at uh, going, Oh, that makes complete sense. I'll just, I'll just use that without emotion done logic. Very, very like easy to do and like because they're so used to following protocols and, and like and having structure right? right um there's definitely something that i've seen with a number of the military guys that, that we get to work with that's awesome most of us are good like that i don't know i was a special operator for like half my career so we get used to like no rules which is yeah. really it's <laughs> it's like the other side of things but instead, it has to be personal rules. Like we don't have external rules governed to us. We have to develop our own. It's mm. actually like part of the whole selection process. It's crazy. But that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. But um, you mentioned your clients. <clears throat> and I know you. one of the things you, you, you talked about on your, on your site was like getting them to get to peak performance. And so I, I'd love to start getting into some tactical things that we can do to really get ourselves into peak performance. Like what are some of the, uh, the protocols that you, you help install? Well, this is going to sound so blinking obvious, um, but it's not, it's not to, everyone knows, but it's actually doing it. It's just physical performance. It's your physical health. It's your, you like your actual health. So like diet and nutrition, it's one of the, it's one of the diet, like eating, moving, sleeping, right? Get, like they are, you get them right. And your baseline raises like exponentially by getting enough sleep, by, by moving, exercising, and then, and then eating in the right way. And it's one of the quickest things, but it's also one of the most powerful things like to just biologically to have like huge enhancements. And just going back to like a um, like a business um, perspective here, I, I ran this with my team. So during my twenties, I I used to compete in um, like bodybuilding and fitness modeling, and I got really really into it. And I learned a shed load about how food and how exercise affects my body physically. I also learned how, like how it would affect me mentally. So when I got really into business, I was like, ah, oh, I can actually use this to make my brain work better. <laughs> right. Amazing. Um, and then when I started employing people, it was like, Hey, let's, um, how's your eating? Like, yeah. And I, and I, and I the was number like, one question. None of us have ever been asked by our employer. Uh, yeah. I love it. yeah. 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 But, but for me, I'm like, well, 
I want a team of high performers. I want if I if I can get twenty savages that are just uh, all performing right, and or I can just increase their performance by 50 percent, and we could so we um I got like health coaches in to do like seminars of all the all and because it, it didn't really it didn't really cost me a lot for the gain that I got from this just to teach everyone basic nutrition. It's like, hey, like this is what protein looks like. This is what carbohydrates looks like. This is what fats look like. This is like calories, like kind of where you, where you, where you should be, right? Um, this is just teaching basic. Oh, and by the way, like hydration. If like you hyperhydrate, you change your whole game. Like if you just get in the habit of drinking a liter of water as you wake up, it could it change your whole day. And and so the, these like little tweaks, and lo and behold, guess what? They all start feeling better. Like the team are, like, Pete, feel great. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. And so then they want more. Um, so one of the one of the best initiatives I ever put through the business was we set up this. Um, we actually had these like heart rate belts. Um, mm. Then I don't know if they do them in the U, in the in the US. It's in the UK. It's called MyZone, and um, really really great bit of kit costs us about 70 pounds a person right right? yeah and it's a heart rate monitor but what it does it links to an app and we would then set challenges in the app okay so and then there was a leaderboard so i had all my team on the leaderboard and uh, so every bit of exercise that you do you get points right Mm -hmm. me being ultra fit you you think oh pete will be at the top but it doesn't work that way it goes on it goes on your heart rate so because i was ultra fit i had to work harder to get more points right whereas some of my team members who weren't as fit as i they could just go on they could go on a, like a a walk or a strenuous walk and get loads and loads of points because their heart rate has gone up mm-hmm. uh, but it was a great initiative because it just meant the team were then it was a bit of a competition and everyone's getting fit there loads of like camaraderie and jokes around it um, just an easy way to like to optimize um, a, an entire team's performance. And it builds on that natural inclination we all have as men to be hyper competitive with each other too. Like yeah, we're yeah. not inventing this. We're just channeling it towards a desired output, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. One of the things, and, and we do that with the guys that go through our programs, we do a similar sort of thing. So we 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 get them into we get the health sorted, we get the nutrition sorted, we get their physicality sorted. Um, but we also get them to do um, like scorecards. So when they, when they come and join one of our program, we'll assess them on freaking everything, right? We'll see where their vices are. And, you know, and we need them to be honest. We're like, is there, is there a problem with porn? Is there a problem with social media? Right? It like, where, where are the vices? The, the things that you do that, you know, you, you probably shouldn't do. You're drinking too much and... And we look at you talk about like how we can optimize a man really quickly. Look at look at where his vices are. Like, is does he watch too much TV? Does he drink too much? Is he is it is it is there substance abuse? Is there too much too much porn going on? Right? Is there like loads of social media scrolling and it's like doom scrolling? Right? What what are the thing is the man is a man doing to numb? And mm. then once we find them, it's like well let's let's alleviate that. Let's reduce that. And just by reducing that, um, you can just, in, again, increase a man's productivity, increase his performance, and, and just improve him as a man overall. 
I love it. It's so antithetical to all the do whatever you want, feel happy, dad bod bullshit you hear out there. And and the funny thing is, I think all of us listening, if you're not looking in the mirror right now and be like, oh shit, there's that one thing I'm doing. Fuck. <laughs> like, but the yeah. but the fact that you are confronting it and I'm confronting it myself with a couple of vices, I'm like, oh shit. But there, there it is, right there, like being able to have that mental strength to acknowledge that this ain't right what i was talking about earlier standards right like like as a man like having a set of standards that you live by like what's the standard of man that that you're going to be like i think about um is leo going to look at me and be proud and say i'm i'm proud that that's my dad not just for the way that i but the way that i look and 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 he sees me going to the gym and he sees me like boxing but he and he and he sees me he sees me working hard right he sees me making sacrifice i'm i'm cool with that and and he, and he and he sees the way i handle conversations and i handle conflict and and it's like what is the type of man that i am would i look back and be proud of that man and so mm. that, that's that's an easy thing and, and one of the biggest uh tools that i use this so this is a really really easy tool is to look at every day was there something that we regret consciously like you know in our stomachs like i regret that because that because they're right there in that regret is the sign like that is the message that is the universal message that is telling you that this is something wrong and you need to do something about it so if it was you know that fifth pint that uh, fifth beer probably shouldn't have, i didn't need that i was i was good on three right and then i had some I, I, I didn't need that and i kind of regret that so oh it's like why did i watch porn i i felt shame after that i i didn't feel good about it afterwards you know i just i i succumbed to an urge so my man right now an urge and right. i gave into that urge or like, oh, why did I watch three hours of Netflix? <laughs> like, I could have spent some, I could, I could have, you know, grown the business a little bit more, spent some time with my family, or whatever that looked like. So it's like, where are these regrets showing up in your life? And when they, when a, a regret happens, do something about that. And it's the acknowledgement of the regret, I think, that prevents, there was a phrase you said earlier about what, what are we doing to numb? But it's it's acknowledging the regret and being okay with acknowledging the regret that helps pull us out of that. If I'm if I'm hearing this correctly, yeah, 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 absolutely. It's like sometimes it's just like the awareness of it, like because I have done so much frigging work, I'm so aware. And um, so right now, I'm going through a divorce. Um, we are, it's um, about eight nine weeks ago we decided that we were going to separate and we we're filing papers and we're going through the divorce and um about a week after we agreed to separate no wait we can yeah, about a week afterwards i joined tinder have you got tinder in the u.s the day i've i've never used it but i i know it's out there <laughs> yeah yeah i joined i joined tinder so it's this dating app right and um about four days into me joining tinder I just I, f I found myself just swiping 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 like 
left, left, right, right, left. And it was kind of like I was I was just scrolling on social media. It's like another form of social media. It's another form of like Instagram and just lost in that. And I was spending like a couple of hours a night. Right. Normally I go to bed at like nine. I'm on the dot. I'm going to bed at 9 p.m. And I was in bed at nine with my phone till 11 scrolling, swiping. And um, I spotted myself. I'm like, ah, okay, right. Number one, I'm see- I know I'm seeking validation because I've just yeah. this is the first time in a long time that I've been that I'm actually single. I'm and I'm like, oh, I'm so I'm seeking validation, but I'm also just numbing. I'm also it's just this is a this is a mechanism for me because I because I'm going through some pain and I am just numbing, just swiping, 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 and this is a, and so I rather than me just doing more of that, I've just got to confront it like head on and and deal with that but because i've done so much personal work i i was able to like spot that i was like ah oh, this is a this is a mechanism here I'm, i am numbing i'm aware of that now i'll do something about it uh, but i think for so many without like asking yourself good questions or or you like the it's it's naivety to the awareness yeah and, and thank you for sharing that because I think there's that part of us that is always like, well, uh, yeah, well, he's got it. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I'm just like, I'm so flawed. There's no way. But the fact is, we're always going to be exposing new flaws. We're always going to, and something new is going to come along. But I think it's cool. the structures that you have in place that help you reassess your rules, get back to your expectations. So it's it's not about... I have to be perfect and never stray from this, but I have tools and patterns to bring me back to my optimum performance and where I want to be by the rules that I established. And I'm not going to change those rules. I just kept keep on changing the shit around me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you just you go, we go back to the standards. Hang on a minute, Pete. You doing this between 9 and 11 at night, does this adhere to your standards, to the level of man that you, you hold yourself to? No, it really doesn't. Well, I'm like, <laughs> it's like right. Do, so, do something about it then, dude. I love it because yeah, it's 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 refreshing. I mean, to to think that we're always reinventing ourselves. We're all well, not reinventing. We're always continuously improving ourselves, and that's not a a character flaw. It's it's the sign of continual growth. And I think that right there is, is, a, is one example of that level of deeper conversation that if you have a male group or a group of compatriots, so people that you are able to be honest with, that's the type of shit you can bring to them. And they're, if you're not seeing the problem, they're going to see it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's like, because, and, and that's why it's important to get around other guys that do have high emotional intelligence. Because if you're, and this, and it's a trap that I fell into is that, is that a lot of the guys I was hanging around with didn't were very much just like school friends and would just like to drink. And if I'd have said that Tinder thing to them, they go, oh, let's have a look then. Let's have a, you know, let's have a go. And then it would never have, it would have never have like articulated into, oh, that's an issue. Whereas they're like the the guys that I get to hang around with now, who are a real high level, they're like they'll be like Pete. Why the fuck are you doing that, mate? You don't need to do like that's not the level that you play at. It's not the level we play at. It's probably because of this reason. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. I would never have thought of that. 
But when you're in those arenas, it's like proximity, the environment that you're in. If you're in a higher level environment, you get exposed to different levels of thinking. Mm. I have one particular mate. He's German. So he's like, you know, just super to the point gruff. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, yeah, you can imagine. And he's that guy for me. Like I'll bring my shit to him. And he's like, why are you doing that? (laughs) No emotion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I've never met him in person. We don't have to where we get on zoom. We get on, you know, WhatsApp. My wife even knows his name. She's like, Oh, did you talk to Chris? I'm like, yeah, shit. Okay, good. Yeah, because because she knew something was off too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So as we, man, dude, I keep thinking. So I'm immediately going to apply some of these things in my life. Like I love the "What did I regret today?" I, I I've already do what What am I grateful for every day? But that's another level. It's a it's it, it's like, it's so simple. Just one thing, and and this is the, this is the thing to to. To, to like because us as guys especially high performing guys we like to overcomplicate and we'll do or we'll do loads problem solvers we'll do loads no just just like the one thing just to, just to, at the end of every day one thing don't have to, it doesn't have to be 20 things just like that's the one thing that got me it was the way i spoke to my wife i shouldn't that like i regret that afterwards man i shouldn't i shouldn't have sworn at her i shouldn't have said that i'm gonna honestly like the other the other week that's i mean me and my ex well, it's so weird to say an ex-wife now, but so me and Denise, we're, sure, we're separating. And um, we had a little bit of an altercation, very absolutely minor. And I and I swore at her. Um, I raised my raised my voice. I didn't need to. Right. And I and that night, that was my thing. That was like, do you know what, Pete? I should I felt I consciously immediately afterwards I, I regretted that. And that was my thing. And then last weekend me and denise had a we had a strong we had a good conversation and and i th- it, I, I honestly believe that if, if i hadn't have like journaled on that that one thing the same thing would, would have happened you know anger would have shot up and i'd have raised my voice and you know the swear words would have come out would have got us nowhere but yeah i think because i was so aware, because I've, i drew awareness to it i was able to ne- the next time that happened to not go down that route that's powerful, man. So as we, I, I love, I love building ourselves. I love having that community. And I, I the, some of the things you did with your, you do with your team. I mean, for all my US based folks, like you can probably get tax, like exemptions for a lot of this stuff and grants. Yeah, uh, sure. Most of this could be free for you, or at least a reduction on your health premiums. Um, that being said, like if we're running teams, if we're especially, I, I, I guess where I'm struggling with is that, so I, I happen to work with a lot of females, like, are these things transferable to that? Or if we have a team of, it's a bit, bit more diverse under us, like, how do we take what we're learning about ourselves and optimizing our performance and transfer that to our team? What are some of the structures that, that we can do in that moment? The health thing that I spoke about earlier, like that's completely transferable. Yeah, that's completely transferable. Yeah, yeah. I remember like um one of the ladies used to work on my team. She she was so she got so competitive with it. She was she was like top of the leaderboard all the time. And like me and her were just like at each other. So it's it's, it's amazing. But like 
I found like one of the best things that I like I ever did with my team um was to give them some autonomy on the projects that we were running and and not necessarily like a construction project but like like a business project so like the company would have objectives and then what we would tend to do is like members of the team would be in charge of achieving certain objectives and Mm -hmm. then we'd like have a meeting and it's like I call it like the 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 10 80 10 rule so it's like 10 the first 10 is like me saying like this is this is where I think we should go like what do you think and so we 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 get feedback there and I'm like this is where I want to drive it right you got any opinions on that you got anything to add to that and then the 80s that they would then go and fulfill that and then go and deliver that and go and produce that and then the last 10 is then me stepping back in again and go great I love that maybe we could make a tweak there amazing there and just like that giving like my team individual projects so then which contributed to the bigger mission of the business like it it just gave everyone like more drive to turn up to work every day because they had they had their like one or two projects that was they owned it it was theirs and it was their contribution to the bigger picture um and i found i just found that mega mega powerful so so simple i'm sure many companies do it but i know many companies don't do that right and we just have these big company goals and then you just you you're a number that's usually like a turning point i found for most entrepreneurs is actually giving that ownership and relinquishing i mean it's control yeah that we're relinquishing as leaders when we give ownership if you're trying to keep control over it without and expect them to have ownership that doesn't work like they need to have full control over it as well right yeah 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 and so so for team members to feel like they're part of something and and this got a little bit harder for me when when the team got a bit bigger um and i just i kind of just expanded the time scale on this but i would um I would do coffee catch-ups of all my team members. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like me, like one-on-one, really, really informal. And it what it used to be every week. Then we, then it, then it was every three weeks as the team started to get bigger. Then it was just like a little, a little bit longer than that. Um, and then I, when I had a couple of like managerial staff and like that, like they were, they start to do the coffee catch-ups. But like one of the best questions I, I ever used to ask was like, if if you were like chief of the ship, if you were if you were steering the ship. Like, what would you do? And like the things just the things that would come out were always just and because it's just a nice informal coffee, it's no real pressure. We're like out, it's different environments or out of the office. That was really, really important to get out of that work, like the working office where the meetings rooms are and so on. And and the but this is the important thing was the to also implement some of the things that they were saying, not everything. Because some of the ideas weren't just weren't aligned, or just you know, they're just not not great, right? But right. to start to implement some of those ideas, and then ensure that everyone knew that that was you know that was Sarah's idea. She that Sarah came up with this. That wasn't me, right? And 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 when I started doing that, my my team started coming up with like more ideas and more contribution because there was like oh the, the management actually listened to us. Like when we come up with something they actually and then not only did they listen they implemented it too implemented and then acknowledged where and the then acknowledged. idea came from absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. That so there's like the some humility loop. there yeah yeah 
I've done the coffee chats too. And what I found, you mentioned like leaving the office, little trick I found it because I've only worked virtual for like the last six years. I would go to a different desk or I'd sit, I'd grab the laptop and go to my chair or my, my couch or like it just changing up your background changes the environment. Yeah. And if you're, if your team isn't comfortable around you or they're, they're not afraid, they're, they put their guard up around you, like just change your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, one of the, one of the, um, and I remember this, I was actually talking about this every week. Um, if you, if you can evoke feelings within your team, especially all at the same time, people don't forget like when they, they, they get that feeling. And I remember, have you heard of um, Bob Proctor? I have it. Bob Bob Proctor. He's he's sadly he passed away. Um, I think nearly a year ago, but he is massive in the personal development space, huge, and uh, he's got this big program called Thinking Into Results, and um, it's a big personal development program. It's it's world worldwide, and I invested into that program for me. And but actually, when I start doing the program, I was like, "There's there's team parts to this." So there's actually, it's not just individual parts. I can actually bring this into the company. And I didn't realize. Um, so what I started to do was it was every Tuesday, we'd start at four and we'd finish at six. And we would go through part of the training, um, which is personal development, personal growth and bigger thinking. And we'd go through the training and then we'd answer all the questions as a team. And it was freaking phenomenal because it was like the, the guys and the girls were getting a dose of personal development and being asked questions that they'd never been asked before. Um, and I, and I, I remember specifically one evening we, um, had this like bucket and we put all of our fears into the bucket and we burnt them. So the big metal bucket. Yeah. And I remember we were outside in the car park and it, and it was dark and, and we were, we were burning it. And uh, one of the guys was singing, all of us were dancing around it and like, and I know that all my team, I will t- they will all remember that because it was all these, it was just these feelings that we evoked and we were doing doing something together as a team. And I think if you can spark as much of that as possible in an organization, it's, it becomes a fun place. It becomes, it's, it's like, this is, this is different, right? And we want to stay here. Yeah, it is, is doing stuff together. There was this bad thing they in the military, you'd always be like, this builds a spree decor. And it'll always be like a five mile run together at really slow pace. I'm like, dude, you guys don't know what this means, but <laughs> there are more effective. I, and I think, but we do extremes. What I found is like the really, like this actually doesn't build at teams at all. This is stupid. Or let's go out and get hammered. And yeah. but there's like nothing in between or there, there's, well, there's a ton in between, but like, that's what we tend to think of. It's the bullshit and well, still bullshit over yeah. on this end. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. So, yeah, that uh, that was definitely one of the most powerful things we did as a company. Dude, I love it. This we could go on and on. I do want to be respectful of your time. We're coming up on an hour. Um, guys, if you haven't gotten at least one thing to implement from this, go back, listen again, and listen maybe a little more carefully this time because I got about six that I'm going to start doing right away. Um, and it's not necessarily anything new, but I think the reminder, the continuous asthma check, you know, that's so much of the structures that we put in our business are to keep us on the straight and narrow. Well, dude, you need that in your life too. 
Yeah, 100%. You, you like, like I said earlier, like your business will only grow as much as you're willing to grow yourself. Same with, same with like you, your relationship with your family. Like that's, that's only willing, that will only grow as much as you're willing to grow and you're willing to go there. So it's so important that we're, we're constantly evolving, constantly, constantly growing. The best, the awesome. best path is the, is the path of personal development. It's the, it's the best path. Gives us so much. Yeah, and there are tangible results that come out of it too. Not just the more like woo-woo, fuzzy stuff, but actual tangible results in your life. You can see it, you can smell it, taste it. It it becomes reality. Mm. And I just love every aspect of that. Pete, dude, this has been awesome. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, where can the listeners find out more about you and um, get into one of your programs? I'd say best place is my Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Pete underscore Taylor. It's Pete underscore Taylor. But every day I'm on there doing stories, posting, posting reels. I'm really, really active on there. It's the best place. I've tried the stories thing. I just can't do it, but it's okay. We all have our like medium that we find ourselves attracted to for whatever reason. And that's awesome. Yeah. I think now that I'm like running an online business and we are very online other than like we do in-person retreats and we do like big meetups. Um, that's how people find us. So they, they, yes. they see us online and then they are, Oh, who's this Pete guy? And then they can literally see my life day to day, to day, to day, to day. And like, Oh, that, he, the guy's very disciplined or the guy's doing something that i want to do or he's oh he's traveling to dubai every month and going to crete and on these big adventures and i want to do that too so that's why i do it awesome dude the Pete, thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure i really enjoyed getting to to nerd out and explore explore ourselves and as painful as that can be sometimes the results are just they're fucking awesome. So thank yeah, you yeah. for your, thank you for be, doing what you're doing in the world, man. It's, it's, it's very valuable. Pleasure. Thanks, Adam. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30 minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliet.com and click start here.